So we're live. Now so all of our phones start beeping and everything. Arcade radio's on. There it is. Yep. It's nice when it works the first time, right? Look at that. My ringtone is actually on for change. Oh, you got it. There we go. Shut the sound off. Bing. Okay. I'm trying to. Okay. So, um, yeah. What are you doing? Explain there? the t shirt. Um, is it? It's not Brian. Wait. Nope. <laughs> no, no. Retro. Why can't I think of your name? Brent. Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there was a t shirt site that was selling, like, they were doing those blind box, you know, things where you can buy for a guy my size to be able to get three t shirts for $10. I just go. Oh. So this is a, a Pokemon one that I got, and it's got a platform oh. cuddled up next to a Caterpie. And I don't know what that Pokemon's name is, but he's cuddled up in there too. Nice. And so technically, this shirt only cost me three dollars and thirty-three cents. All right, you got me beat. The shirt was the shirt I'm wearing was nineteen ninety-nine on Amazon. Yeah, uh, but you don't look like a two X. I'm a two X, and it was only three dollars. You don't look like a two X. All right, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know. Bless your heart. <laughs> Damn, Skype is is thinning. I think I don't know. I'm I'm a three X. Can you tell? I don't know. It's, wow. it's the lighting. Yeah, yeah. It's because I have the crotch. My crotch light is on. Hey, you know what? Let Let's show the. Uh, <laughs> my crotch light is on. Here, here's the light itself. It's down. <laughs> this is like a five dollar light I got from a garage sale. So <laughs> it's lighting up. My, my junk. <laughs> I think I had one of those to keep my iguana warm. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm That's what we're now. calling it these days? <laughs> <laughs> Little trooper. This is more like a newt light than an iguana light, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has, a, you know, I made a like a lampshade out, out of paper. What is happening here right now? Yes. <laughs> Crafting. We digress. Yeah. Right. Hey, what's going on? Someone says, hey, Mock. Mock the Magic Man? Mock the Magic Man is in here. So is Arcade Jason. And Mr. Peabody. Mock the Magic Man, creator of one of the more amazing uh, Halloween animation videos that you you can use. Right now, the 30 people that generally listen are probably thinking, we don't have to start listening until like 730. They won't get this figured out. Right. (laughs) Yeah, at the beginning of the season when we added video... We had a hell of a time. But, we did. Uh, we did. We got, got it all figured out. And when we switched to Skype, it was a big problem. Right. But I feel like we could post like an excellent blog article that everybody would love about what you learned and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, How to get rid of echo or double echo or triple echo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he does. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've had a podcast where your guest is triple echoing. <laughs> Listen, if you have two microphones, you're going to get echo. Wow. Oh. And it's some net meetings at work that sound like falling down the hole to China. Just see the different places that are going with each other. Yeah. Are they having a private conversation? I don't know. I could hear. I could hear Disney. No, Disney. Ryan's just quiet. Yes. <laughs> we put the quietest guy in the back and the guy that doesn't want to be seen. He's so this on is, camera. It's like, was Brian Jones on the show? He, he yes, he was. He was really on the show. Yes. The right. fact that we got Brian on the show is an accomplishment. It really is. <laughs> I like it. 
We actually got him duct taped to that back there so he can't run. <laughs> it was difficult to find a photo of any of you that was like front facing. Um, <laughs> or, or that, yeah. or that or wasn't that a, a reflection. Or. Yeah, I did find some on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> swiped left. John, his ghost account I put up. <laughs> I'm only on grinders. So I know what <laughs> exactly. So no, it's not exactly. me. <laughs> I'm missing a name here. We've got. Uh, I mean. I know we've got uh, Brandon there and Brian and uh, Chris. and Jonathan. Chris, Chris Brown. That's what yeah. yeah. There should be tons of stuff. Google my name. You'll find it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> what did you all do true. to your girlfriend, you son of a bitch? Hey, you know, we worked it out, but, you know, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Complete misunderstanding. <laughs> oh. I like the whole wedding video stuff, though. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's 7.15. Is it? Get yeah. start on time. That would be like, I think people would be shocked. Yeah, it would, it would be shocking. Here we go. <coughs> but I'm just All right, let's, let's start that six-hour timer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Hello, Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 17 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 30th, 2019, and the time is approximately now 7.17 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam Solo. I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Kessel Run Shields, and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and Wookiee in training, Brian Chewbacca Thurston Howell III. And tonight, he's the initiator of the Vector Initiative and is not a member of Durandran. It's Mr. Jonathan Taylor. Next, co-creator of our Retro Spectrum, it is Brandon Spectrum. And, well, it's not really. It's really Brandon Spectrum. And last but not, well, and then we also have not Chris Brown. Hey, Chris, what's up? And uh, last but not least is Mr. Free Play Florida himself. It's Brian Jones. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey. It's good to, good to have you aboard. So we have this we have this little warm-up that we usually do. Sometimes we say, you know, what we've been working on, but we'll probably get to that uh, in the show. So uh, how about a question? Mark, you got, a, you got an idea for a question? Uh, yeah, we want to know what 
is the most messed up game that you ever got that was completely not what it should have been, and then you brought it back to its original form? Yeah, that's and, a good, and good question. Yeah. Should yeah. we start with Brian because he's way off in the corner and he's going to have to yeah, yell? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Brian? Yeah, we got yeah. two of us. Oh, I'm sorry, Brian Jones. All right. <laughs> um, probably uh, Sundance. <gasps> Sundance. Yeah, yeah, if you look a long, 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 long time ago, it was a Sundance that was found out in a field. It was yeah. the, like the bottom foot of it had literally rotted away. It was <laughs> leaning and missing stuff. And it was uh, it was shipped to me to get to fix it up from California. And uh, when it arrived with the, the shipper, the shipper actually called me over and asked me to look at it, make sure I actually wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, buddy, you uh, sure you want this? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a second. Did, my way out. It's halfway so, melted. Was the game there though? Was like were the boards there and everything? No. Okay, so you had a you had a long uh, road to get it back to its former glory. Yeah. It was it was probably ten inches shorter than it should have been. <clears throat> ten. Well, that's that's a good start. You had to basically build a new cabinet. Did you wait, chop it wait, off? Wait. That's what she said. <laughs> it's gonna be. A lot. I was gonna call it, but you know, now that I understand the rules of the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Brian Jones wins. So let's uh, let's go with Brandon. I only help with the ten footers because I'm tall. I'm six foot six, so I've never actually brought anything back to life i just help build the giant ones whenever they want are we supposed to call him dumb tall guy or tall dumb guy or something i am i pick things up and i put them down (laughs) (laughs) just really up in the air (laughs) where's the ladder brandon (laughs) (laughs) so uh sorry chris i I didn't hear that uh i I said chris brandon what, what what game was that again oh gosh we had a couple of them the one that i had the most hand in Probably Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. We got a ten footer there. Yeah. Bad habit of making really, really, really big versions of arcade games. That's Brian and Chris's idea. Right. So how many? How many of those have you made? Hey, what's the opposite of a cabaret? That's (laughs) that's what they do. (laughs) Ten foot tall ones and stuff. When you decide like an X Men six player is not big enough. (laughs) (laughs) When you decide you really want to be five years old. So. So I want to know, like we were talking about a little bit earlier off the air, I think. So do we ever let Jen May move the 10 footers or is those off limits to her? (laughs) After, after moving around so many times, I think we kind of got it streamlined, you know, (laughs) to where we got it down. It's like like two small people can move it around relatively easily. And and just, I mean, not to give away the secret, but the, the scale of the thing. By the time they got to the Donkey Kong, they, they thought of the idea to put casters on the back of the machine. So we just tip that sucker down and go through doorways. And usually you can find a doorway that'll fit a 10 foot tall cabinet on the back. Yep. We actually dug the thing all the way up to a Tumwa for the internet, for the Hall of Fame awards that Walter and Billy do. So nice. almost 2,000 miles up north. That's cool. Nice. Round trip is like 2,500 miles, I think, round trip. That's when I was banned from Broccoli. Yes. <laughs> banned from Broccoli. Man. That sounds yeah. like a band name. And now, yeah. banned from Broccoli. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Jonathan. Uh, actually, behind us are the 
the six solar quests I had to buy to get enough parts to make one work. See, I told you there was ten of them around. Can you can you, <laughs> can you spin that thing so we can see them? Yeah, all right, take a take a take a gander oh, so over here. You got it, Chris. I think so. I think we can make it happen. Oh, oh yeah. Look at oh my gosh, there they oh, are, way God. down at the end. Hey, there's a girl. <laughs> there's a girl on the show. That's only happened like th- two times. <laughs> That's very helpful. It's like snuffle up with this. Yeah, your your uh, viewership's gonna double now. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, there's girls on Arcade Radio. They like games. What? <laughs> Allegedly, you know, they, the, the female population makes up about half of the gaming population, so I don't know what we're doing wrong. Probably have too many crotch lights going. <laughs> hey, I'm wearing pants now. <laughs> Chris, Chris Brown, what was your, uh, your worst to best restore? Um, I got a lot of projects I'm still kind of digging through at the moment. Um, I got like I haven't really fully completed something to where I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one. It was like basically it was like a throwaway cab that was just kind of random one, and um, I had a cool graffiti artist kind of guy. It's just like getting ready to get sledged down, but it's relatively you know, solid cabinet. Um, it's just like a multi thing, and the guy like tagged it all up and stuff. So. I, Trying to build that into like some sort of just fun multi thing that I can put in like a bar and just kind of more of an art piece than like a full restoration of something. That's cool, Mark. What do you got? What do you got for us? Um, I, I bought a Shinobi that was in a System One Atari cabinet, and all the art was gone, and the power supply and the everything. You know, but there's a lot of satisfaction. I think you find like a, a harness, and then you find like the old holes. You know, and then you know your harness matches up with the old holes, and then you're like, "Oh my God, I've mar- you're back." What what is Adam doing? <laughs> there go the pants. Is that a lottery ticket? <laughs> anyway, I think he's using this moment to do something. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I did that, and I bought like a uh, a System One board from Coin Op Warehouse that was untested, which just means, hey, this doesn't work. Let's sell it as untested. And then also um, another game. Uh, board from somebody on Facebook. You know, piecing all that together was super awesome. Uh, and of course, the 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 creme de la creme uh, Phoenix Arcade, uh, being able to produce the marquee and all the stuff that I needed. Uh, such good times. I, I applied that stuff with love. So, wow. all right. That's my answer. It's not as good as all the shit I've been working on, but whatever. So... <laughs> <laughs> Does Mark look like he's talking out of sync? I see a little delay. A little bit. A little bit. It's weird. Okay, so that? you sound good. You look good. You just are not in sync. So, in who cares? Anyway, um, uh, you also did, did you talk about your warlords? Because that was nothing. That was like a freaking. Yeah, that was actually a like ground up. Well, my warlords was a um, a, a casino game that had ten holes added to the control panel but yeah. i mean yeah that one was also a little messed up and i had to like convert a atari brick to do what i needed it to do but i mean i had to do the same thing for the for the marble madness sure. i guess they're tied really yeah i need to not do that much stuff i i, I like <laughs> games that are like just a little messed up give me something like 
<laughs> Give me a weekend project, please. Brian, what you got? <clears throat> Let's see. Um, actually, probably one of the ones I'm currently working on. They've got a Mach 3 cockpit that was converted to choplifter. So, so many choplifters. I know. Well, I've got a, a Mach 3 upright and a Mach 3 uh, cockpit. And so I'm sitting there playing with both of them, trying to get one of them working and uh, get one of them up and going. So the goal is to get the cockpit going. It's actually in great shape. They didn't do a lot of damage to the artwork, except for around the bezel, they did this choplifter weird artwork. And on the back, they screwed in like a choplifter marquee. But when I took that off, the, the cabinet itself is in great shape. So we'll see. I've got to find a harness, which is going to be wonderful for a Mach 3 cockpit. That's going to be next to impossible. So I think I'm going to be making my own harness. Uh, and then... Uh, Aside from that, it's just getting the board set working. Well, that sounds good. You know, I had a Star Trek cockpit yeah. that was converted to a choplifter. <laughs> wow. I also yeah. have a Firefox that was converted to a choplifter. I haven't started digging into that yet. The unfortunate thing about that Star Trek cockpit, it was um, a home for many, many mice. Um, <laughs> so you I don't know what have one that of one my most unusual games is? Hmm. A dedicated choplifter. <laughs> who's ever seen a dedicated did they even make one they did they did wow. they actually have it they actually made a dedicated chopper no i'm actually keeping it amazing <laughs> i would too yeah there's one at grinkers yeah. well yeah and the thing about choplifter is so many people are converting the games back it's mm-hmm. not that common i don't see yeah, it uh, yeah, that's actually a project I got. Um, we noticed that my, my Tetris cab is actually a uh, an old dedicated cliffhanger cab. Oh, cool. Um, so I'm going to throw the Tetris into like a dynamo or, or something, sure. you know, just going to put it in there and then resto the cliffhanger back to a cliffhanger. Huh. Nice. Yeah, like the, they do like what are the Daphne's or whatever to yeah. so yeah. do I, that. I, I, I don't think you'll find the actual laser disc for one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you find a working one. I think for me, I have a f- bunch of games that I had to build from the ground up. One of them was a Tron cocktail, and uh, it actually was built out of a bump and jump cabinet. But the control panels were original. The underlay was original. Had to put had to build a wiring harness. One of my first games. So, um, but then I got a missile command that had been totally. Uh, screwed up and uh, control panel was completely painted over and as you know take man redid those um, there was a plexiglass uh, bezel that had been hand painted so player one player two <laughs> hand painted um, so somebody kept it at missile command it was just in really rough shape so that had new art uh, new power brick built from the ground up all that sort of thing and then my Donkey Kong uh, started out as a street heat for me, which was another <laughs> common conversion for Donkey Kong. When they put a steering wheel on top of the control panel, so that uh, that and then it had to find boards and all that sort of thing. Luckily, the the uh, monitor was still in there, so uh, in the original power supply because they put a switcher next to it, which still works uh, amazingly. I don't know. Nintendo power supplies could be finicky. I've only ever had to rebuild one, but um, not on that machine, I don't think. I don't think, anyway. So, um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I guess it's time to... We're going to move on to the next segment, right?
channels to Israel, government, business merger, refugee, oil supply, defense, the clan, education, strike, crime, riot, candid science, celebrity, the earth, the universe, the news channel. Today I'm Bob Cash. I have I'm Jim Wilkerson. This is the news channel. We interrupt the ventilated all- And now, the arcade news with Brian McLeod. <laughs> Welcome to the news. So we'll start off today with a news article from the LA Times going over Disney Smuggler's Run which is a full-scale Millennium Falcon-sized Star Wars arcade game. You and five of your friends get to go into this, pilot it, <clears throat> fly around the universe. Uh, Chewbacca shows up, who appears on screen, um, and you just basically it's an immersive ride, uh, similar to the Star Tours ride, but more interactive is kind of the description that we have. It opens on May 31st. And I don't get to go see it right away. I got to figure out how to get down there. But I think Mark has tickets, don't you? Yeah, I have reservations on June 5th from 5 to 9 p.m. So I will be letting you guys know what it's like. Uh, my wife plans to crash the Millennium Falcon into asteroids uh, and uh, <laughs> to the horror of everybody else that's in there. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Because so, I hear that uh, Chewbacca, if he sees that you're doing terrible, he takes over. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the story in there. And then it, it you know, it seems like a cooperative game where you're trying to navigate girl. through uh, oh, all these different things, including the Kessel Run. Is this a but, kissing book? It's it, kissing book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good game. I don't know. What, are you taking off? All right, love you. Love you. She's off to have fun or something. I don't know. So uh, with my niece, this is the theme park's called Galaxy Edge, and it's an add-on to the Disney World, right? Basically, they took all of the park that was used for administrative and cast member, you know, checking in and bulldozed it all down. And they built like an enormous section. They spent one billion dollars to build this. And it actually spent two billion total because they built a copy also in Florida. But the first one that opens actually opens tomorrow morning uh, to the general public as long as you have reservations pretty awesome and and didn't they have an announcement like yesterday with mark hamill and harrison ford i I think that was today but maybe it was yesterday yeah it was last night right so Um, and and apparently they mark hamill was complaining that they tried to get the falcon running and and then han or han and then harrison ford comes out there and he like hits the thing and and it starts and then right yeah yeah you just gotta like you just gotta bump it you know yeah and that's it's how i get my star wars uh that i you know that i own to work and apparently he said this one's for you, Peter, which is pretty nice. Since he Peter did, yeah. Nice way. shout out to Peter Mayhew, who yeah. played Chewbacca. See, I'm I do. cry. Uh, I, I pay Very attention. Yeah. We had a little, and that actually happened two weeks ago tonight. We heard. Yeah, that. that was a major bummer for you, for sure. But It was a sad night. Yes. Yeah. We, Rest in peace, Peter, Peter Mayhew. Yeah. I wept Wookiee tears. It was, mm-hmm. it was very sad. It's just re- like regular tears, except for there's a lot of hair on them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about a product and then hit the last news article uh, third so uh, interesting new release uh, with all the Atari games um, Hot Rod Arcade and I think it was Dave Schumann actually helped with this development they released the Pokey 1 chip so it's basically an FPGA version of the Pokey chip Um, this is specifically for arcade games and tested in a number of them if you go to the Hot Rod Arcade uh, hotrodarcade.com website 
You can see what it's good for. They've tested in a number, Centipede, Tempest, and several others. I will not read the whole list. They have not tested in about 10 different games. And of note, this does not work in Atari consoles. So the key functions that the Pokey needs to do in the consoles, including the 400, 800, 1200, it will not function in. Hmm. Um, they have not tried it in the 5200 or the 7800 yet. So they can't guarantee compatibility. Um, it's kind of an interesting uh, development. I mean, Pokey chips, uh, you know, what, 10, 15 years ago were a buck a piece, two bucks a piece, three bucks, not expensive. People were buying ball blazer cartridges and pulling them out. <clears throat> the last year I've been watching them, last two years, they've gone from kind of five to 10 to 20. And now I think one of the only sites left selling them is selling them for $30 a piece for an original Pokey chip. Mm. Um, these FPGA versions cost $40 a piece. I did not see a quantity discount when I added way too many to my cart, uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, and it's kind of a neat, uh, a neat change. They do say that there are some slight small differences in the sound, but it was optimized. Their statement is, as close as we could possibly make it. It has hmm. been painstakingly engineered to match the volume profile of the original hmm. Pokey. Uh, they do have the random number generator on there, too, so it's so kind of neat. Is it the same pinout? It is. It's basically a drop-in replacement for the Pokey. So they, they had done the Quad Pokey a little while ago mm-hmm. and done an FPGA version of that, and this is the Pokey 1. The Quad Pokey and the, and the individual Pokey actually used different parts of the Pokey chip to function in the boards. Okay. And so it wasn't just a matter of taking the Quad Pokey and dividing it down and dropping it on a single board. There are components of the single Pokey that are not used in the Quad Pokey chip usually. Um, how are they doing with the Gumpy chip? Are they going to get that one? Or no. <laughs> the Gumpy no? chip. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, done. Whoa. Last but not least. Oh. I was, I was just bumping it because it's such a good article. It is. We're going to do a shout out to the guys that are on the screen yeah, right now. Who? Shout out. What? The Vector Initiative. Ooh, last. This is so big. It was on the Sentinel News. The down Sentinel. Down in Orlando. News. I got to watch Jonathan on the news broadcast. Uh, so down Sunday, June 2nd, 2019, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., the Vector Initiative will be auctioning off 100 arcade games from their collection. Jen May, uh, one of our first season guests, will be the auction mistress and will be asking, uh, will be, uh, asking who wants to get it. Basically asking who's going to bid on what. And Whoa, that, you did not finish that sentence. I enough. did not. It's okay. It says arcaders interested to come in and get an auction on. There we go. But wait, there's more. If you've got boards, parts, or games you want to sell, there, in addition to the auction, there's also a swap meet going on and a barbecue. So right now, weather's looking good for the day. Partly cloudy skies. Temps between 75 and 95. That sounds very hot for people from Minnesota. Um, and the tickets are $5 a piece. Jonathan said there are thousands ready to go, but 270 tickets have sold. Um, so if you've got time, got appetite, can get down there. It's at 110 Candace Drive, number 108, Maitland, Florida. So the if you search for the Vector Initiative uh, webpage on Facebook, it is on there. There is a Facebook event. You don't want to type uh, that. You don't want to say that number, facebook.com slash event slash 358405378137390? Thinking no one's going to remember that one, but Damn it. will now. The easy thing is just go to vector.org. Oh, okay. They'll take you right to the to my that's Facebook page. Whoever got that, that's great. On there. Vector.org. And, and for those of you who have not seen Jen May's multiple teaser videos of what's in this auction... <laughs> it is off the hook. I mean, if you want like space duels or solar quests, 
It's like a space duel solar quest. Yeah, orgasm but it's the six there. gutted ones. You don't want them. <laughs> no, I mean you could fix it. Sure, sure. It's just a fuse. Yeah. Just a fuse. <laughs> just a fuse, and Super you need a board fuses. and a power supply so and a monitor. I, I have to say, like I, I have a list of stuff that I would be dying for from it, the auction. Is quite impressive the stuff that, that Jonathan's selling off. Um, he's got a really amazing collection in general. The games that are in this list are really something to be looked at. Three Stooges, uh, Gravitars, uh, Major Havoc Conversions. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just, it really is a neat collection of games. Um, don't anybody go after any of the stuff that I would want otherwise. But, you know, hey, bid bid, bid a lot on it. Ever, um, does anyone else think Brian should shut up? I do. No. <laughs> this is, this is a good job. <laughs> Hey, I'm doing that list of games from memory. That's pretty damn good there, huh? Yeah, well, yes. let them talk about some of it. Yeah, yeah so, yes. All right. <laughs> we don't normally have the guests participate in the section. <laughs> you guys give us a little plug about uh, how this thing came to be? What, you know? Well, um, I have a collection of like 350 games or something totally deranged. And uh, I'm moving. I have a warehouse in Maitland, Florida. And we bought a hangar in Apopka, Florida, which is about 25 minutes away. And I, I just, I don't want to move the games that I'm not going to keep. I'm tired of having games that are in a warehouse and are now getting played or getting restored. And so, you know, there's, I've had a bunch of discussions over the last six months about what to do. And finally, I just said, you know what? We have had nothing but crap auctions, especially in Florida, for years. So let's just have a badass auction, have a lot of fun, no shenanigans, no ghost bids, no shill bidders, no strike prices higher when you get to the table and all that junk. And, uh, you know, I'll throw a couple games in there that are special ones just to make it super exciting. And let's go. And I figured, well, we'll talk about it. But that's how that's how it. Like, that's awesome. So and do you have like uh, did you hire an auctioneer then you had to get like some guy to. You know, five, ten, ten. You know, what are the bids going to start at? I talked to th- I talked to three auctioneers. So it turns out that if you're if you're auctioning your own stuff, you don't have to have a licensed auctioneer. Okay. Check on that, and uh, and so we just decided to do it ourselves. Jen's going to actually do the auctioning. Oh, nice. And you know, she she was like, I think the first person I ever saw auctioning stuff on Facebook, like doing live Facebook. Yeah, I bought a few things from her. And yeah, she was the first female guest on the show in our first season. Nice. Yeah. So that's so yeah, cool. So Jen's going to do the auctioning, and um, and we're going to watch over everything. And we're, I mean, the amount of work that's going into logistics at this point is crazy because the whole thing blew up. I thought it'd be like, oh, like maybe 50 people show up and we'll have yeah. fun time. No, uh, apparently I'm not good at half ass. I was <laughs> really digging that 50 number of people yeah, showing right. up. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was going to be great. Well, yeah, I was excited about the 50. <laughs> and I just keep seeing the number go and go. And I was, <laughs> Head gets lower and lower and lower. <laughs> it's gonna be exciting. You guys got? Are you gonna video it? You gonna? Well, I mean, we'll definitely shoot some video. We'll do some live stream. Yeah. Um, oh, I would. Lo- I would watch five hours of that as a live stream. That would be fun. Yeah. Well, I think on the village on our local like arcade uh, forum, I think I think we're I think odds are being thrown down on the likelihood of a fist fight. Like, <laughs> oh, which, which game will it be over? Right, we're thinking right. like major havoc, you know, in the third round, major something havoc. like that. Right, that'd be sweet. I, I think it, I think it's going to go down with the reactor. I think um, you might be right. That reactor is pretty darn nice. One day, 
Uh, be Florida. We didn't uh, have I'm actually yeah, really exactly. sad. I'm not going to be there. So watch we out need for that a, next Florida man article. Yeah, right, we need at least up. one Florida man <laughs> article from this auction. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know where Brandon's priorities lay, don't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good meme. It's a good meme. And look it up. Florida Maybe. man. Was it Florida Man in your birthday? You look it up and then whatever it is you post on Facebook. Anyway, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so that uh, and the free barbecue is that what I heard? Yeah, you're just giving away barbecue. Well, I thought you know I was thinking like, well, I'm doing it last minute, so like I should do something to encourage people to come out because for some reason, <laughs> for some dumb reason, I didn't think like you know like a reactor and a Three Stooges and a Major Havoc isn't enough reason for people to come out. <laughs> so I said, well, like, we'll just have like barbecue and have fun. And yeah. Yeah. And then it all kind of went out of control. Like I literally turned to my wife three days ago when I got home because like 78 people had gotten tickets in the previous hour. And I'm like, OK, I think I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think the Facebook, the Facebook event, it's over 1300 people have expressed interest in attending. now. That's pretty good. That's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I legitimately, if I wasn't on call, I was flying down. The, the, I tried to swap call days, and nobody would swap with me. So it was like, damn it. I can't fly to Florida for this. Like, I think you just need to reassess your priorities, Brian. <laughs> Pro- probably do. You know, screw it. They break hips. They can just they can, they can drag themselves on the floor. They can, you know, military crawl right, across right. the floor. Yeah. Come on. Military oh, that's a thing. Crawl. I didn't know that. Okay. So there's there's 163 people going and uh, 1,100 people interested at this point yeah. by the Facebook page, and by then the you're face- saying you've got about 270 tickets sold. Yeah, I did. I put tickets on Eventbrite, and that's at 274 as of this moment. Excellent. Maybe I'll just buy a ticket so I can be there in spirit. How does that sound? All right. Back in '82. I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to, to the, the cave, cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Yes, there is, Doc Brown. Welcome to Back to the Cave. We'll be going back, oh my God, 34 years to May 30th, 1985. Everybody remember what you were doing May 30th? I mean, it was right around when school was out, right? <laughs> okay. So we have got I've got three topics. The first, arcade news, May 30th. Capcom releases Commando, vertically scrolling on foot shooter. On foot shooter? I'm I'm reading this for the first time I copy paste. <laughs> Freak does that mean? Um, which inspires many games with them similar themes and gameplay. Not as not as well known though is the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger's film Commando also came out later this year in October. Um, does anybody have any any good Commando arcade memories? There's no such thing. <laughs> it's usually for me. It's like some game I like, except for that there's a Commando in it. So, <laughs> moving on. Commando at, at the box office on May 30th, 1985. Chevy Chase. He was burning it up as Chevy. Fletch. Is it Chevy or Chevy? I don't know. Chevy. Chevy. That was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Fletch, Master of Disguise, great comedy based on a book series, ripe for uh, new films, really. Um, I have a link for Adam to play the trailer. I don't know if he's ready. Usually he's not. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! 
the what? Oh, you wanted me to play? Really want me to play the trailer? For, yeah, that's for Fletch. I think it's fun to hear the Fletch trailer. <laughs> oh man, you got a problem with Fletch? What is that about? Well, I don't. I don't have a problem with Fletch. I have a problem with ads. Mattress tag inspector. Yeah, he has to like wait for the ad to finish before he could play the trailer. And you, you can't afford the like pro YouTube. Thing? No, this is a oh, free man, we show. Do that. <laughs> it's a business expense. You can take it off on your taxes. Exactly. <laughs> like on God, YouTube. God, God. What is this man saying? What is this man doing? What in the hell's the matter with you? What is this man's name? My name is Igor Stravinsky. Hi there, I'm uh, Harry S. Truman. I'm uh, Don Corleone. They call him Fletch. <laughs> All right. Like that that guy, the voiceover guy, that was his only job. That that was the one gig he got. <laughs> and they were like, okay, never again. <laughs> he did a lot of trailers in the 80s. That guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that guy. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. No, there's a guy with like a lower voice, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Eh. In a world. Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. Fletch. No, 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 not this guy. <laughs> yeah, this guy always did comedy trailers. I'm willing trailers. to bet you like real money that this guy did not do like more than three trailers. <laughs> Man, what? How many beers have you had? Are you still wearing pants? <laughs> yeah, they're still on. Okay, let's move on. The best thing on TV on May 30th, 1985. Um, Am I going to have to have another trailer ready? There's another. Yeah, yeah, you got Here, I'll, I'll, I'll kill your time while I'm reading this. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows Making your way in the world. Well, oh, yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you you bastard, you did it so fast. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, yeah. Uh, that's what she said. Ah. <laughs> well done. You could just read the rest of the copy. <laughs> Jen thinks she's winning the uh, the first part of the uh, Guess What's in the Juke here with the Cheers theme. <laughs> Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. <laughs> yes, Cheers was on. So I was oh, going to talk about the Cosby Show, but it seems like not such a good idea right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's just sad. Sorry, Adam. What's in? Go this is part ahead, of the buddy. show. Yeah. Go ahead. Take it away. Right. This is the part of the show where we play a teeny tiny part of the song and hope that the people in the chat are smart enough to recognize it and tell us the artist and the title. Yeah. We will keep score. And uh, Adam has some ways to indicate how many points you got. <laughs> That's right. We have, uh, we have well, they're, they're, um, they're sound effects that we play. Okay. Well, you want me to play some? Like a gun sound or something? Or Oh, no. We do. Well, <laughs> well no. No, they're, uh, they're fighting sounds from Karate Champ, right? <gasps> so. Half point. You'll get a half point if you get half of the question right. So that means if you get the artist, you get a half point. If you get the song, you get a half point. If you get both, you hear full point. And that, oh yeah, and that is good. And sometimes people are just duking it out. And it just takes right. a long time, so you'll hear this madness as people 
progress through uh, the yes. game. Our guests are also welcome. You guys, there's four of you, so hopefully together you're, you know, now you're you, you do a have an advantage. Of brain power. They do have an advantage. Yeah, yeah you're like four seconds ahead yeah. on the buffer. Yeah. So, uh, Mbop. Mbop, who said Queen? You can't just guess things, Dave Lope. You can't just guess. You just, you just no. can't. It's no. hilarious. All right. Here comes the first clue. Uh, I wanted to be a hero. I wanted to be the center of attention. I wanted the glory. I wanted the fame. I wanted the pretty girls come up and say, hi, I see that you're good at centipede. <laughs> okay, Walter. <laughs> That's a big giveaway, I suppose. And yet, nobody in the freaking chat has figured it out. Like, <laughs> well, we can play the other one. How many people are in there? Yeah, I don't know. There's like 10. Don Johnson. That's no, not, not Don that's Johnson. Not Don Johnson. <laughs> he's kidding. He's kidding. The centipede multiplies and divides and comes after you from every side. Wait. <laughs> Okay, R.K. Jason, good job. He got the name of the song. Wait a minute. I think I'm behind on the chat. Who got the name of the song? R.K. Jason. Mario Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going to go with Mark's. Uh, Mark, you must have refreshed because you're seeing these things faster. So that's good. All right, cool. So the next, uh, who, who got that? Oh, wait. Did you play the Buckner and Garcia version instead of the Rebby Jackson version? Well, they're not versions. They're totally different songs. And you said I could put in a different song, so I put oh, in a different song. Oh, I get it. Okay, good job. So that, Yeah, we had like this. There was actually a terrible song from the 80s called Centipede. Oh, and, I'll play a little bit of that. It's, would, uh, would you really? It's so bad. He's, I don't even. I can't even hear it. I don't hear it. No, you're, you're playing it through a different uh, All right. thing. All right, fine. Uh, don't it's worry. Fun. Just rest assured. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. terrible. It's awful. It's like this. It's like that. But someone got a full point, right? Full point. RK Jason. That's loud. That's real loud. Okay. Thank you. Uh, the next track. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Interesting thing about this song, there's no bass line. Oh, man, I play bass. I know, it's pretty sad. Jay Boys Robert. of Summer, Andy Baldwin. Andy Baldwin, full point. Full point for the Andy Baldwin. That way to pull out, man. Full point. Okay, Boys of Summer, Don Henley. Uh, we'll play a little bit more. Right. Such a good track. Okay, next one. I can wait another day. That's all I'm playing of that. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's enough, but... Wait, two end Jen's a little behind in the <laughs> chat. Oh, Jen's in chat. Some people must be like really, really delayed. We should have told them to reload. Andy Baldwin got the artist, Paul McCartney. Excellent. Half point. And it's that song. It's a good song. Hey, believe it or not, Paul McCartney was in the Beatles. There you go. Andy's got the whole point. Again. Damn. He's doing good Full tonight. point. All right. Next one. It's, oh, it's No More Lonely Nights, by the way. All right. Here we go. 
Sounds like a game. Yeah, it does. Wait, am I allowed to play? <laughs> you guys go ahead. You guys can play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll save for the chat. <laughs> yeah, but you have to do it in the chat. You have to like have your phone out and. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are coming to uh, Minnesota State Fair this year. Oh, dude, I would come back. I would do that. Oh yeah, so out of touch. Andy Ball. No one's guessed it in the Okay, I think Andy got the hell of notes. And Andy out of touch. Oh, my God. He's in the lead with three points. Beating yeah. the heck out of RKGs. Man, there's another four point. point. Okay, and here comes the next one. That's out of touch, hell of notes. Yeah. I'm getting a call. And right now, if you just feel like texting us, you can text us at 612-548-GAME just for fun. Just go ahead and text us. That's right. To and Jen got the name of the song. Happy little text in every year. Happy little cloud. Half <laughs> point. Davilope <laughs> got the. Davilope got a half point and a nice half point. Nice. That was Run to You and Brian Adams. Okay, here comes the next one. Nice. That's it. This one's by Poison. Is it? No, it's not. Oh, no. Mike. I didn't know they were that good. <laughs> they weren't even around when this came out. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Mario Speedwagon. Uh, no. Brian Frober has that on a like copy and paste. It's on the clipboard. Mario <laughs> Speedwagon. Mario Speedwagon. <laughs> when in doubt, yes. Mario. Uh, no had, REO like, in one. this in tonight's thing. Some only, crap by no song. one who cares. <laughs> Play a little bit more. Sad part is I actually know this song. <laughs> good song. There's a story in my eyes. He, he, uh, <laughs> Night Ranger. Not Night Ranger either. That's a good guess, though. It's good. It was a good guess. It's a swing and a miss. I think it's time for a little duking it out. All right, I'll play a little bit more. I'm going to move to the middle of the song, though. I can feel you tremble when we touch. And I feel the hand of Here they go. Reaching out. Holy shit. There's a lot of fighting going on. <laughs> Jonathan fell asleep. <laughs> that is not Chicago. We may have to just give this one away. This one's uh, I Can't Hold Back by Survivor. The next song coming up. You gotta speak up, sir. Brian said both of those. He did? Yeah. I'm gonna give Brian a, one point. Boom! Hey, we're, we're super quiet, man. Boom. This don't. This one definitely has a bass. Sometimes in my bed at night. Oh, Huey Lewis and the News. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, Is that Brian? That's yeah. Brian. It said Huey Lewis and the News, not Power of Love. Not no. Power of Love. That is correct. <laughs> it does not get you a half point. Half point. <laughs> half point for Brian. And it is which song? That song? Yeah, they almost have it. I curse the dark and I pray for the light. And sometimes the light snows. Consolation. <laughs> That's a good song, too. It, it's a great song. Well, I... 
thin line or something like that. Street. <laughs> it's walking on something. <laughs> it is. Sunshine? Thin line, yeah. Yes, that's correct. Half point. For Brian, Brian, you think you get a whole point. point. Brian's actually entered the game with a full point. <laughs> now, so, all right, the next one is Walking on a Thin Line by Huey Lewis in the News. Next one is... <laughs> Jonathan wants to dance with somebody. Uh, this is funny. Hey, Brian Frober. Wham. It is Wham. That's yeah. Brian. Uh, oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Brian Frober actually beat it with Wham. And Andy Baldwin got careless whisper. Half point. All right, half point for both of good. All right, here we go. Next one. <laughs> This is interesting. We have to have like an all metal one again. Did we do that one time? Hair bands? No, we've talked about it. Oh, we got to do a hair bands one. We've done a all sailor band. Wait, you know what I mean? Rock and fire explosion. <laughs> sailor band. <laughs> Last week was you know, all rock and fire, ex- or two weeks ago? Yeah. No, no. Do you remember the That's from the guy? Well, from the sailor from the village people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't think of any. What, what's that? What's that genre? Yeah. Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock, yeah. Chatters are having a hard time tonight. Pretty classic song, too. It is a good song. She's she's pretty cool. Queensryche. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Science. No, Jed. No. <clears throat> Sheena oh, Easton. Mark. Mark. All right. I know this song. Yes, you do. You're correct, Mark. It is (laughs) Sheena Easton. (laughs) Judas Priest. (laughs) (laughs) You guys just pulling it out. I just played the name of this song. It's one word. Okay, you all fail. It's strut. Okay, the next one. Let's uh, Mock got it. Mock just pulled it oh, out. All right, we'll give Mock one. Yep. Okay, here we go. Um, this is the last one. Brian says, I would die for you. The little purple. Part. Brian, you are correct. But yes. By, by whom? That's it. All he right. The little purple guy, which you know who that is. By the little purple guy, uh, Barney. Full point. Of course. Well, that concludes what's in the juke. Andy Baldwin pulled it out in first place, 3.5 points. Brian Jones in second with three points. And Mock, RK Jason tied for third place. And then in the, in the fourth place, Develope Jen, Brian Fober. Nice. Uh, that's one of that's the best performances by a guest we've had, isn't it? I think so. Yes, good that's job. You almost won. That's what she said. He might not be loud Would enough, but he gets the, the answer right. <laughs> I'm impressed. You know your music. I'm going to take Chris Brown's quote and I'm going to amplify oh, it. Man, Look at the me. brain on Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. All right, next one. Here we go. Well, wait a second. Are there any calls in the can? I don't, I don't know. 
I don't think there are. <laughs> wow. They're on the edge of their seats. They're ready they're, to go. They're waiting. They're like, what's what's happening? What's happening? I uh, welcome John uh Thun. John Athun. Uh welcome Brandon. Welcome Chris. Welcome Brian. And Hello. Who's, who's in the background? Oh, Marcy's in the background, but she's Marcy. On. Oh, hi, she doesn't man. like to listen to us. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, that's okay. She doesn't nope. even like to look at us. <laughs> we get that a lot here also. <laughs> um uh, yeah, so this is a part of the show where we interview our guests, and you guys are our guests. Thanks for coming on the show. It's uh, you got a lot to talk about, so we're, we're super excited, stoked to have you here. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, it's cool to be here. Um, all right, so Mark, why don't you kick us off with a question or two? Free play. How did it start, and what what's it doing, and where's it going? Uh, well, Brian can talk loud enough. He's <laughs> the best one to ask on the start thing. Oh, here, let me ask him in, in his own voice. Free play. How did it start? <laughs> what, what's it no, doing? This is your you here. Free play. How did it Where's, start? Where's it gone? <laughs> do, you, do you like it? Or There's not just being marked right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, how do you? So we actually started as a Southern Pinball Festival uh, eight years ago, and we were 50 pinball machines in a local civic center. And three years in, we decided it's time to expand our horizons a little bit. And we added video games and renamed it Free Play Florida. It's an awesome name. We've kind of become a, we like to think that we've got a niche in uh, the arcade show world because we have, we try to have a lot of fun. We have really, really different things from any other show. Right. So it is fun stuff. We do everything from musicals to playing video games in tubs of ice water, uh, you name it. <laughs> and, and part of the reason we can do stuff like that is because it's part of a nonprofit. So all of us are just volunteers there just to have fun with our guests. That's wow, cool. that's awesome. And it's in Florida. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they are stretching for the next Florida man meme. Yeah, you know, I mean every time. <laughs> and it was... it's in Florida. <laughs> just in case you didn't catch the name. That's Florida. A lot of those Florida man memes actually come from our event, actually. <laughs> See, the time I was there, um, somebody was driving around with a Neo Geo on wheels. Yeah. I made that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I built that because uh, we would have uh, Keith Apicary come in. And uh, oh, I was like, his video for his Neo Geo song is like he, they had like put like a, a Neo Geo cab on like a pallet and drove it around on forklifts. So it looks like he's singing the song while it's moving around. It's like, Cool. Well, I want to make one that you can drive. Yeah. So he showed up. He's like, "Oh, it's kind of beat." I'm like, "Yeah, but it drives." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Here we go." So he just drives it around, has fun with it. Last year he rode on top of it. Holy crap! I just, <laughs> I just for fun, I typed in uh, May 30, 2019, Florida man. And uh, first one is uh, Florida man has been sentenced to 40 years in prison for killing his wife, whose Oops, death nice Florida whose, whose death was filmed. Yeah. Well, I mean, Florida, we're basically the Australia of the United States, right? Everything's trying to kill you. <laughs> Here's another one. Florida, still today, Florida man arrested after driving off from deputy calling 911 to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, 911. <laughs> <laughs> I 
can you can you put me on with that guy behind me right now? Because I want to give him some shit. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> this is good stuff. We have another rabbit hole for him. He's just going deeper into it now. I'm just like, <laughs> I can see him like giggling as he's scrolling through the screen. That's terrible. Yeah, some of these I probably shouldn't read. <laughs> so where? Where is free play going? So it started out as a pinball fest. You guys are doing something. What? Yeah. Can you talk anything about what's uh, planned for this year? What's the kind of off the wall stuff? Brandon. Oh gosh. Uh, so I get to do a lot of the stuff with the guests and kind of coordinating that stuff. And uh, I don't know. There's a couple maybe we can say, but uh, we I'll go with the returns um, yeah. because we're going to see probably the return of uh, looks like everything squared for Nathan Barnett to come back and play as Keith Epicary. Nice. Uh, Looks like we have everything squared away for uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd to come back. Uh, they're they're gung ho, um, and then we're talking to a few others. Uh, we got something special planned uh, because in honor of the Monsters Pinball Machine mm -hmm. that will be announced soon, and uh, we got some, there's some wackadoo stuff um, cool. coming up, and we'll start we'll start getting some of that stuff out on social media this summer so people can see what all is planned. Um, but one of the you know, it's funny with the guest thing, one of the issues we always face at free play is uh, people like our event so much that we're constantly getting contacted by past guests to see if they can come back. So, you know, <laughs> it's not a hard job to have to reach out to people because so many of them just want to keep coming back. And um, of course, our, our job is to also pull some new people, new blood in so people can uh, encounter, um, you know, some really interesting people at this event. And then obviously the guests are just one component of this. Brian always has some crazy builds that he does. Our buddy Mark always has some crazy builds that he does. Chris and I jump in, and Marcy jumps in on some of those builds. Yeah. Uh, you know, we do a lot of kind of like the the the, the fringe stuff that goes on at the show. It's some goofy um, stuff, yeah. You know, like like the like the rampage, the musical. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, the chill screen that we had the final the past two years that might get developed into something different this year. Yeah. I'm kind of working out the particulars. Um, but something equally as punishing to the players to do. Um, like, Chill Scream was basically sitting in, like, a horse water trough with ice water trying to, bet, like, play a game against somebody. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we had one of our uh, local kind of radio personalities, uh, Tom from the Tom and Dan show, came out and did it last time. He loves and, to do stunts, you should say. Yeah, That's so they're cool. sitting in there, like, shaking, turning blue from the ice water, like, trying <laughs> to play, pick random game. I think we did Sonic last year. We've done, like... Was it Street Fighter? Street Fighter. This year you're going to have waterboarding, I heard. Waterboarding. <laughs> uh, and, and one of our biggest events, and, and you know, we all work in is, is Space Ghost Live. We mm. have an actual Space Ghost talk show that's gone on, uh, and that really kickstarted, I think, in my opinion, some of the oddball stuff we do at the events. Because that was like something that was just brought up one time, like, hey, we know a guy who has. He does like a. Our buddy Thomas does an authentic Space Ghost outfit. If you know who Space Ghost is. Yep. He takes uh, space ghosts from the cartoon and turn him into Batman from the Dark Knight. Yeah, like that Batman begin outfit, but like space. <laughs> so he does it every year. You can find the stuff up on <clears throat> really, really spectacular. And he just interviews some of our guests. So like last year, he interviewed Cindy uh, Morgan, Warren Davis, Warren Davis, and James Ralph, the angry video game nerd. So and George Lowe, the space and ghost. And George Lowe, kind of space, the voice of space ghost, always comes back. He's kind of the Ed McMahon at this point. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> But this is like not normal stuff. <laughs> it just, you know, it's what kind of sets our event apart, I, I think.
Yeah, and then we got like the, the after hours party stuff where we have like some people come in and play music. It's kind of like some extra hours uh, from like 11 to 2 a.m. You know, we drop all the lights real dark, let the glow of the games kind of set the tone for inside the, the main hall and have like yeah. some live music going on. Yeah. Other than that, we're just very lucky because, you know, locally we have a great art community. They bring a lot of guys who do a lot of nerdy art that come out and bring stuff got a great indie development community. We got lots of people who are developing games. They go to college here to learn how to make video games. So part of our nonprofit is we're able to give them a free space where they're able to show off their game to people that are in the convention to see some of this classic stuff, but they get to experience some new stuff that's being developed right now. And it's one of the wonderful things we're able to do because of the fact we're a nonprofit. Cool. I, I actually just picked up a couple pieces of art from a couple named DJ and Marianne, the, Marianne this weekend. A combo breaker who we were chatting and they're like oh yeah we sell our stuff at free play floor i mean I, i'm at this fighting game event and there's space invaders art on the wall right. and i looked at it i'm like i gotta have that i showed susan she said well if it's there at the end of the show so i went back to them and said so you understand if somebody asks that's sold and then at the end of the show that will be accurate right and so at the end of the show we bought it um but yeah i mean they were talking about free play and all the stuff they were bringing out there and, and how much fun they had and they said, you don't know this guy named Brian Jones, do you? I said, I, I won't admit to that. <laughs> but they were, they, some of the art that you guys have had down there and the, the vendors that you have come in really do bring some neat stuff. We were there one year. Um, I, I've only been there once. We've tried to make it back. And uh, it really was a blast. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was the year that Jonathan uh, brought out a very special game uh, from uh, oh, Tim yeah. Stryker. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that experience, Jonathan? <laughs> the 30 uh, second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, my my entity here is called Vector Initiative, and I have Vector.org as my website. I, Vector Games, that's my thing, right? Um, my first game was a Laserdisc game. It was a Mach 3, but uh, most of the pain afterwards was Vectors. And, um, you know, so, so like Brian knows that I've been – a lot of vectors and doing a lot of work in that a um, lot of restoration work a lot of preservation work I've got crazy stuff like I've got all the source code to the Atari vector games I've got unreleased source code to Atari vector games just a bunch of stuff so uh, <laughs> yeah. so this just uh, this very special video game moment brought to you by. <laughs> just so people that are listening later know, they the boys are unfolding uh, a giant banner that says Aztrak on it, which is the game that uh, Jonathan's about to regale us uh, stories of here. Yeah, so so uh, I'm just sitting there one night on Facebook, and I think. I think it was Brian messaged me and he was like, Hey, you're going to get a message from this guy, Neil. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. And Neil, Neil will probably be here in like 10 minutes. Um, so he's like, you're going to get hate Neil. So, you know, people yeah. like to tease Neil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a good guy, but he's not really a technician. So, uh, so I get this message from, from Brian's like, yeah, this like, you're not going to believe what they just found. I get this message from Neil, and he found an Astrak, but it turns out it was Tim Stryker who created Astrak. It was his personal game. It had the original shipping, all, all the paperwork is inside the game, the, all the original shipping paperwork to ship it to his house and what he paid for the game. 
which is funny. Like he created a game and then they like, made him buy it. That's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. did that's, Tony, did Tony Temple, <laughs> did Tony Temple do a blog story on this? He did. He did a blog story on it. Yeah. And we had him on the show and I think we might've mentioned this story. So, um, that's a good abbreviation of what it is. So you go, so what was it like? You, you go to pick up the game. Yeah, so what it was like was like going to the bank and getting a bunch of cash and getting a truck as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been in this situation before. Uh, I didn't know Neil at the time. Like Now I know Neil. Once we agreed on the phone, we were good. But I was like, no, we're getting a hell in a truck, getting a lot of cash and going south. Uh, which is the same thing I do when we're on cocaine runs. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Except you don't need the truck for the cocaine runs, right? They fit the cars. <laughs> a small plane. It's a small plane. <laughs> All the 80s. Yeah, I drove down there, and there was beautiful home-use-only Astrak owned by the, the developer of the game. Um, it, and then when I got it back to the warehouse and started going through it, it was like weird stuff. Like the... the the harness was put on upside down, but Astrak happens to be a game where when you put the harness upside down, nothing goes wrong. And then like really? the CPU is missing from the board. And, and so it turns That's out weird. the story was that the Stryker family, Tim Stryker, had sent it to somebody to repair it. And then I think somebody else had taken it after the original person to repair it. They had an electrician friend or something. Right, an electrician friend, and then they wanted to buy it. So we think that they did like the... The equivalent of like going to the uh, to the auction and pulling a fuse out of the game, you know. <laughs> I think there was. I think somebody like definitively, like I think even the CPUs don't just fall out. Yeah, yeah. like it looked no. like somebody intentionally tried to make it look like this game was not working. Interesting. And uh, and it turned out the that the board did need repair, uh, so I put it in a in a Pelican container and personally flew it out to Andy in Oakland. And uh, and Andy, like it's crazy. I go to Andy's house, and he's like, "Oh yeah, put it on the pile of asterisk boards over there." <laughs> Here you've flown out with a Pelican container. He's like, "Yeah, there's like 15 of them over there. Can you just drop it on the pile?" Yeah, Andy's P man on K on K Law, and uh, so Andy went to like Andy's crazy. Like he has his workbench, and then behind him is this cabinet, like just a wall of cabinetry, all these little parts drawers, and literally, it's like. It, 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 he'll look at a chip and he'll be like, okay, so that's like a uh, 74, whatever, 74 S215. That looks like a 1978 Motorola vintage. And he goes over his drawer. He doesn't just get like the same part number. He'll get like the 1978 Motorola. You know, and be like, all right, that's one on the board right there. And you think I'm dramatizing. I am not dramatizing at all. No, I like <laughs> it. It has parts by manufacturer and year. Yeah, that's made. messed up. And replaces them with same manufacturer. I am year. lucky if I get like the 100 UF capacitors in their same drawer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so, okay. Yeah, so he, he fixed the board and uh, and Bill fixed the power supply. Who goes by some name? Hamster. Hamster. Yeah, of course, hamster. And uh, and we didn't know what was going to be up with the monitor, so I, I bought like a full kit. I went through the entire 6400. Uh, schematic, and then actually looked at the took macro pictures of the board, and I and I bought a replacement for every part that was on the 6400. That's a there. Wells Gardner 6400. Yeah. So they're and, super rare. Yes, exactly. But yeah. the monitor literally just powered right up. It just wow. Well, other than the fact that we forgot to pick up the granite ground, 
It's the first time. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't happy about that. You didn't leave the, the magic smoke didn't escape though. Luckily. No, no, thank God. No. That's a fantastic story. I love that. So that uh, that debuted at Free Play. Yeah, I don't like to get like super rare games and like lock them up in my secret layer, right? So yeah. And then Brian at first thought I was a little bit crazy because you told me like you're not gonna put that on the show floor. I'm like, no, I'm gonna put it on the show floor. Yeah, it was awesome. So beautiful, yeah, every beautiful. every crazy rare restore project game that I do, we roll it out on the floor at Free Play Florida, and everybody can play it. Wow. So Astrak was out on the floor all weekend. Well, yeah, there is Astrak <laughs> with a deputy standing next to it on the floor at Free Play Floor. That was funny. That yeah, was that, awesome. so the, the deputy shows up. It's like, all right, cool. Where do y'all want me? He thinks he's there just going to run like interference for the whole show. We're like, that game. That, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that one game. You just stare at that one game the whole time. Make sure no one messes with it. Just well, that I, one. You got it. Uh, so okay. some of the listeners might be wondering what the hell Astrak is if you haven't Googled it already. But it's a really cool game. It's got a almost like a portal that you look through. It's curved uh, con, con, uh, convex glass. Uh, but what's the gameplay like? It's it's um it, it's it's like one of those games that you get in the zone on, right? Yeah. Like if you do like to kick ass a tempest, you have to get in the zone. Like you can't be thinking about at all. Sure. You know what you're doing. You just have to let the game run through you. And it's one of those games. The other thing too. You know, most rare games are rare for a reason. The reason being they sucked. Yeah. Um, this is one of the few rare games that re- is really fun to play. Yeah, I had a it's blast. It's really fun to play. It's cool. I mean, because basically you get like a little, like your center home base kind of thing. You got these different like ways of, yeah. of, of, you know, different invading like ships coming in from different directions. You got to run out and go like clear them up before they come and destroy your base. So you're kind of like running out trying to track them out on like the radar and go clean them up before they take you out. Um, to simplify the quickness of like the, the gameplay, yeah. but um, it's awesome. It's like he's saying there, like you really get sucked into. It. You're like, oh, how long have I been playing this game? Oh my god! Well, and if physically it's so different than other, I mean, like, looking through that lens, it's got to be super fun. I mean, it's a really cool fisheye effect. That does, yeah, yeah. The, the vector work in that game is probably one of the best. Yeah, it really is. When you see that when the game titles are coming on, and, yeah. and there's even that little, it's somewhat of an Easter egg, where through the, when the game titles are coming on, it actually puts, I mean, Tim Stryker put his name in, in dim vectors. Yeah. So you got to look for it, and you can see it. Yeah, it's actually, so, you know, uh, Scott Swayze, who's, he's Scott, I think he's Scott 451 on k and he's he made the vector FPGA board. Like, yeah. played like Tempest and Omega Race and Quantum and a bunch of other games. So he did a preliminary version of Astrak for CAX last year, and what he found was literally the, the uh, Astrak vector generation hardware was more advanced than any other vector game ever made. And so he couldn't properly, he couldn't emulate it with 100% accuracy. And so he, he literally, Scott's like so perfectionist, it's crazy. Scott, if you're out there, love you, man. He, he designed a, ne- a new version of the board that can do, I think it was because... Astrak can do uh, a full 16 bits of color intensity. So he designed a whole new generation of that PG board just so that when Astrak runs on it, it'll be emulated perfectly. Oh, that's cool. And just, and just cool. a quick uh, little shout out for the people that are listening. So Scott did the FPGA board. I don't know that that's available yet, but Arcade Jason did the lens. And then uh, there was another piece that Jason had done, and I can't remember what it was right now off the top of my head. Hmm. 
Well, I think this is a good lead into uh, another plug for Vector Initiative because uh, obviously that's a passion. But uh, tell us what about the upcoming event. Yeah, so I decided to throw this little auction like we were saying at the top of the show, and it just went nuts. Um, 270-something people coming now. I so, rented a 40 by 40 tent to put outside because like, there's no way everyone's going to fit in here. Right. Luckily, the weather looks like it's going to behave. It looks like it's going to be behave. We've got, I think, eight tables committed in a swap meet right now. Nice. Stuff. Trade um, your stuff. Bring your stuff to trade, man. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, and about 120 games in the auction. Straight auction. No BS. No ghost bidding. No shill bidding. No crazy ass reserve prices. We're here to, to sell games and have fun. That's it. So you're gonna start everything off at a hundred bucks, or what's how's it gonna work? I mean, if that, I, you know, so like, so there's a couple things. Like, there's a reactor over here, which is like crazy. It's really, really nice shape, um, and we're expecting, like I was saying before, like at least one fist fight over that reactor. Yeah. Um, so you know, some of those, like, they'll probably be a reserve on. It probably won't even be needed. I mean, there's people flying in from Arizona and stuff to come to the auction at this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, yeah, like hundred bucks, if that, I mean, some stuff will be less than a hundred bucks. So just no like games, no shenanigans, just let's have fun. Let's sell some games. And there's a full list of the games, uh, online. Is that right? Yeah. On the, um, so I, I emailed the full list to everybody who has a ticket earlier today and I updated the post on K love and I updated the post on a couple other places. I haven't updated it on the Facebook event yet, but I'm going to do that tonight. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm I'm looking at the event here, and it says that uh, as for suggested friends, I could invite Brian Jones to this event because he's not going yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. so I'm gonna I'm, I I just invited you, Brian. So you've got a, an announcement there. There's uh, <laughs> some people yeah. doing some stuff. One sixty four sixty and ones, Brian. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna be a cool event you you have to take some video so uh can you give us a preview of say just run give us 10 or 12 names of games games well just sitting right in front of me there's power drive popeye miss pac-man galaga class 81 qbert reactor major havoc what is that an indie indiana down there jones. indiana jones three stooges Cyberball. Um, Cyberball. Yeah, Cyberball, Upright, Lunar Lander, something like 17 Solar Quest. Uh, the Cyberball is a two-player game, right? Yeah, there's a two-player for sale and a four-player. Wow. I like that game for some reason. I just like it. I like it, too. Uh, I'm not even a football guy, I just, yeah. but I like the game. Well, the it's sounds are cool. so cool. I don't yeah, know. and it's fun, to, you know, it's fun to play with two or three other people. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, the the four-player, you have a... A passer and a receiver for your team, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so that's cool. Cool. Well, that's uh, man. I want I want to go to Florida. <laughs> I like I seriously tried to get out a call this weekend. I mean, I, I sat there and nobody would take my Sunday call because they're all coming to the auction. <laughs> I got some. I got Marriott points. I can, and I have a free stay going. Right, I could probably get down there. Just be like last minute standby. Yeah, and Neil was just sleeping in the reactor. He didn't even <laughs> need a place to stay. <laughs> and now up, and now up for auction, a brand new reactor. This thing weighs a shit ton. Why is it so heavy? 
got a, you got a dead body in it is what it is. <laughs> Do y'all hear that banging in the back of the truck? <laughs> That's you hilarious. hear that guy going, get me out of here. So, so Neil is the one that found Astrak. Hey, Neil, we got a cameo. I know, right? I, Welcome to the show. I've never done a podcast. I'm usually on Twitter. All right, that's enough, the, Neil. So, <laughs> <laughs> talking. I've never done it. A, no one will let me talk. Yeah, I got to do this. I got to do this to get the camera. Oh, no. There's a, I don't even. Oh, shit. That's he, he won't stop. If he, It's not going to stop. He talked so much that Jen's ear literally started bleeding yesterday. <laughs> just, like, just blood. Like her ear literally started bleeding yesterday. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Awesome. No, Neil. Neil's great. Neil's great. Neil and Jen have been here busting ass, moving games, getting games fixed, diagnosing games are not working. So everything's clear. If it's not working, it's clearly labeled. It says what's wrong with it. So huge, huge thanks to Neil and Jen for all the help over the last week. I've got a funny real quick Neil story. I think the first time I met Neil was at one of the Florida arcade auctions. And this joker bought a, a reunion cocktail top. And he's got like, what was it, an Accord? A Civic. Civic. And he's sitting <laughs> pulling the monitor out, some of the stuff, and then putting the cabinet on top of the Civic and driving back down to Miami. He's like, <laughs> this guy gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He knows get it home, but I got home, damn it. Nice. Nice work. <laughs> Dedication. <laughs> Hashtag Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's give. You know, look, you know. Have you ever called the cops as they're following you? <laughs> <laughs> Brian told his 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 cop spy hunter story on the show once. How's yeah. So uh, let's ask a question for each of you to answer so that we can. You know, Jonathan is like we're obviously the the focus of this with all these games. And, it, and this is your old place, and you're going to a hangar? <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds very first world. Um, yeah, just so. not, it's just not big enough. I need a hangar. Yeah. Do you have a plane? Yeah, I've been in the warehouse here for, I think, four years. And, um, you know, uh, I, bought a, I bought a motor glider a couple months ago. Nice. It's been my dream for 20 years to buy a STEMI. S10 and now S12G motor glider. And so I was like, hey, I should get a hangar to put that in. And then I was like, hey, I could put all the arcade games in the hangar. <laughs> and this is the point normally where I go to my wife with this idea and she looks at me like I'm the dumbest person that has ever existed <laughs> in the universe. But I said, hey, honey, I think we should buy a hangar. And she's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, actually. I'm like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, so we got this hangar and we're moving everything. We're consolidating like all the hobby stuff that we do all into one place and finally all the games will be playable they won't be all like jammed up and you know no room between them so i'm like totally psyched i'm really looking forward to it cool and, uh and the auction is all the games which i have like two or three or you know like six. space duels six, six. of um, <laughs> yeah well the only reason i have six space duels is like i just call them uh wells gardner 6100 shipping containers <laughs> ah. it's the least nice. expensive way to ship a 6100 safely that's uh, and actually, true. I love Space Duel, but you know, it's like the it's like the bottom of the Atari color vector food chain, right? So, like, if a Star Wars dies, you know, mm -hmm. then like a monitor gets pulled from a gravitar, and then that monitor to fix that gets pulled <laughs> from a Space Duel. Like, Space Duels always suffer. <laughs> another Atari vector game goes out. 
Um, All right, so I yes, have a... anyway, so yeah, so we're moving everything into a hangar. We're gonna have our little private arcade for friends and family in there, and just make it, you know, make it fun. And, and yeah, <laughs> friends, friends, family, and Brian. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Neil, once the games, he once he fixes a couple of games, Neil's not coming back. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for you guys. Uh, all to answer, uh, not at the same time. Uh, so uh, we ha- we usually ask this question, especially of the collectors and the restorers, uh, because we, you know something uh, when we were kids made us want to get into this hobby later on in life. So uh, the question is basically, what's your arcade origin story? Or as Mark likes to put it, as a youth. What were the circumstances when you first became hooked on arcade games? Why don't you do uh, um, Chris Brown? Why don't you give us your your first? Um, so I mean, I, I basically kind of grew up in arcades and stuff like that, and I opened up a, uh, a arcade bar down here called Fart. Um, oh, uh, it was actually yeah, one of my shirts on. Um, nice. Yeah, there you go. Logo, logo time. Um, but I did that. Uh, a little over six years ago, and it gave me a good excuse to start buying the arcade games that I uh, loved, and you know, get a place for people to go and play them. Um, I always had them on free play over there. Sure. Uh, sure. And you know, and so that's kind of where I started. And then originally, like, I didn't have the game, so I hooked up with a local collector that had a bunch of stuff and was willing to basically lease them out to me. Oh, cool. And as the years went on, you know, the affliction started, and then you just need to go find a place for all your your games so, and toys. That's cool. So, what, what do you remember? Like when you were a kid, what mm-hmm. drew you to the arcade? What was what was the games? Um, I, I mean, I always had. Like, I grew up with like games of some sort, you know, around, sure. and we had like the the mecca places as a kid that we could ride our bike to. At a movie theater, a comic book shop, an arcade, a pizza joint, and like just pretty much everything a kid would need is all right there. Sure. Uh-huh. So, you know, we'd go up there, and it's just, I mean, you'd bounce from one thing to the other, and, you know, we spent so much time in the arcades. I mean, just the, the different games, the, you know, that, and always, like, trying to get that high score or beat your buddy at whatever, you know, yeah, in yeah. game title. Um, but it's just a lot of the competition of it, the fun, who, what's the new shiny new toy at the at the arcade. Um, just a, pretty much the standard thing, I think it really kind of is. Just that glow of, of all the games being on, and just the sheer massive noise you know yeah and so brian why don't you go next mr jones i I guess i qualify as that very very early computer kid so like the the mid-70s i I started out with computers and then of course i was hooked on games and then the arcade went nuts and i happened to live less than a mile away from one and uh, i remember the mall i remember i can go point at the door where the arcade used to be and I spent pretty much my, <laughs> at least three years of my life riding my bike up to that mall, watching the new games. I'd get there before it opened. And uh, one, of the, one of the most vivid memories is, of all things, watching them open the centipede and put it on the floor. How cool. But they, they were closed, so I had to walk. I was little. I was looking through the grate, you know, the door, <laughs> getting all excited about centipede because I'd never seen it before. But that's probably it. What's your? What was the name of the arcade? It was uh, the Gold Mine. I think it was a nickels and dimes brand at the time. Very I've cool. I've been looking for pictures of that arcade for ten years and have not found one. 
Isn't it amazing? I like the modern age. We just expect that those photos will be out there. I have a Aladdin's Castle Arcades group on Facebook, and it is impossible to find pictures of Aladdin's Castle Arcades. You see the same picture of the same Aladdin's from the same mall because it's still there, but that's the only one in the whole world. But if you want pictures of kids playing in arcades, anything like that, they're stupid rare. Even Chuck E. Cheese, Showbiz, it's super hard to find photos. So it's uh, it's pretty so cool. So many regrets, and just it, it just didn't seem like the place to take a photo at the time. Right? No, I know. Well, the, we didn't have cell phone cameras back there, and where you could take pictures of everything. There is a, a group that I created recently with a a, a guy named uh, well Gaines McDonald. I think his last name is McDonald. Anyway, he. And I have like this cache of arcade photos. It's a classic arcade preservation society on Facebook. If you check that out, there's tons and tons of photos in there that we posted. And some of them we don't know who, where they came from or, or, or what, but it's, it's a good place to, to go find archival photos that we've collected over the last decade or so. So, uh, Brandon, what's your story? I wasn't allowed in arcades because that's where drug deals are made. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So, so uh, I mean, I had gone to the, the, the ones we could go to were like Showbiz Pizza. Yep. And that became a Major Magics. Okay. And then Major Magics became Chuck E. Cheese. So I was allowed to go to those. So, uh, you know, I played the games there. But uh, really, it wasn't until I moved down here a couple of years ago. Chris invited me out to the bar, and that's when I became all part of this really like the, the hardcore uh, arcade culture. And stuff we like corrupted that. him this way. Yeah, they, definitely, <laughs> they definitely corrupted me. <laughs> what was your first <laughs> buy? What was your first buy? Simpsons and Ninja Turtles at Major Magic's back in the day. So. Okay. What was your first buy? My first buy? I don't have any machines. I don't know. I, but they, now I guess I'm going to the auction, so who knows? Ah, you're going to have <laughs> your first buy this weekend. <laughs> React. Friend prices, maybe. Friend price, friend price. I do have a very good Virtual Boy collection. That is true. Oh, that's cool. Are you a console guy? You got a lot of consoles? Yes. That, that was safe. My parents' way of keeping us out of the arcade was they're like, sure. well, we bought you the system. So There's less drug deals with less Atari 2600. Right. <laughs> yes. I have a ton of Atari 2600 and 7800 <laughs> stuff I need to unload and lots of boxes. Um, okay, Neil, you're, you're, you're on the hook. What's up, dude? Right, so I went to a arcade in Miami by the name of Funorama, and it was right next to a movie theater, and Funorama was the spot, and that was in the 90s, obviously. Years later, I started working for the cruise line industry, and I started fixing slot machines, and I found out the slot machines actually had very similar parts to an arcade, and I said, man, I bet you five bucks I could fix one of these suckers, and sure enough, I did. And then next thing you know, I found through an email of an auction and then I go to the auction, and then hence that's where I meet Chris. And then, then they saw how stupid and crazy I was to put a reunion cocktail on top of my Civic. And that's how I started this whole mess. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. Nice. And then I get beat up by these guys every day. I always get a one-liner, but it's all love, so it's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Welcome them kindly. <laughs> Jonathan, what was your first uh, memory that got sparked your interest in arcades that ended up fueling this passion you have for collecting for me mm-hmm. uh it, let's see the first game i played i remember right it was uh no that wasn't the first game i played that's the best game i played uh it, so we used to go on vacations at disney world and 
if I'm remembering this right, there was like a tiny arcade at the Contemporary Hotel, like on the way out to the pool. Not the big one, not, not the, the big kick-ass one. one. Okay. Um, and there was a, this was like 1977, 78, and there was a Space Invaders and one or two other games in there. And I saw that Space Invaders, like, are you, what in the heck is going on here? Yeah. And uh, played that. Later, the Contemporary Hotel had one of the most Amazing. badass yeah. arcades yes. ever. Amazing I, arcade. Believe I can't not, believe what they did recently. That, that bar that you're recalling going out to the pool bar is called yeah. Terragoa Terrace. And there is half of it that looks identical today. It's been closed really for like 25 years, and it's mm-hmm. still the like orange carpet. And wow! It's like a time capsule. Are you allowed to smell this stuff? Well, I mean anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the first game I ever bought. Well, we would go to arcades all the time. There were two arcades, then like a five-minute bike ride of our house, and our parents didn't care about drugs, so we went whenever we wanted. <laughs> and. Uh, and then there was D'Alessandro's Pizza, and there was Aladdin's Castle and Time Machine. And, but um, the first game I ever bought, I was looking at the newspaper, I was looking at the classified ads in 1990, and there was a Mach 3 listed, which I loved to play Mach 3. It was in the 7-Eleven by our house. And like it had never occurred to me before, like, wait a minute, I can own these? Yeah. <laughs> That's that great epiphany that we all have. Wait, I could actually pull one of these in my house. <laughs> Yeah, it was three hundred and twenty-five dollars for that Mach Three yeah. in nineteen ninety, and I drove over there and bought that thing, and played it and played it and played it. Unfortunately, that got me into buying Laserdisc games, <laughs> which which ended tragically. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I I think uh, as when I was a kid, we'd go over to uh, one of my dad's friends' houses, and he had a Coke machine, and a pinball machine, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever, like. You can have a pinball machine in your house? That is so cool. <laughs> so, you know, I think that just, you know, bought my first house and I'm thinking, what can I put in here to entertain people? And I'm like, I could put an arcade game in here. And then I started thinking about which games I wanted. And uh, I started with Tron because I wanted something that had multiple games in it, you know? It's the first game I remember that had like four different modes. So that's kind of where I got it too. I don't know about you guys, Brian, Mark. I don't know if you've ever told those stories before. My story I, was that I had a hole in the wall that needed arcade games. So <laughs> what about you guys? I actually bought my first uh, arcade game for Susan. I bought what they uh, labeled on Craigslist as a dedicated Galaga. I showed up, bought it. I got it home. I'm like, why does the screen say Galag? And why does uh, this art not look like Galaga? And it ended up like that, you know, like any good scientist or engineer, I started researching the whole thing. And by the time I was done, I figured out I had a Galag board and a Stratovox cabinet. So then I had to get a Stratovox to get that back. And so then I ended up with a second one and a third one and a fourth. It just, yeah. I blame Susan. <laughs> All right. That's good. I wonder if she knows. <laughs> oh, she's she's fully aware, but denies any further responsibility after that point. Did any of you have a period in... Was there ever a period in your lives where you didn't play games? I had, I got, I, I had collected like, I had like thirty some odd games. I was living in California, and I would take a bunch of them to early California Extreme every year. And I, one year I rented like a, like like now like a twenty six foot truck. I loaded like twenty five games in there, loaded them all myself, unloaded them all myself, 
put them on the show floor, and I was like, screw Rude. this, I am done. Yeah. And I put for sale stickers on every single game I had <laughs> at California Extreme. And so I got, after that, I was out of collecting for uh, like over 10 years, like 11 or 12 years. I didn't, I kept a Star Wars and an iRobot and a Major Havoc. That was it. And I, I didn't want to hear about any new games because I just had the PTSD of moving 26 <laughs> games you know, by myself. Uh, so, yeah, there was a good 12 years. I really didn't play anything. I didn't buy anything new. I didn't collect anything. And I really didn't even turn on the three games I kept mm-hmm. in those 12 years. Wow. And you guys, you guys have all played games uh, or collected the whole time? Or did you have a... I've always been playing games of some sort, you know? I mean, like... I'm born, I think I'm a little bit younger, I was born 80, and then I, we always had like a, some sort of console, like we had 2600 and, you know, like Vic 20, and, you know, we always had some sort of game or something around, so I've always kind of done games. The frequency of how much I play has changed throughout the years, but, I mean, at some point in time, you know, you're always picking up something, playing whatever, sure. I'm like, oh, you know, I haven't played that in a while, kick it on, play a few games or whatever. Um, so I don't think I've really kind of stopped. I've slowed down on buying things. I find myself I, playing I, a lot of modern purge, games. I heard and stuff, and then I heard about a cool art, like auction or something. Yeah. So I guess I'll be adding more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, uh, do you st- Brian Jones, do you still play uh, computer games? Of course. And did you start with a Commodore Six? Do you have a Commi Sixty Four and an Apple II? Would you have? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I had Apple II, Apple IIe, Apple IIc, Apple IIgs, Mac. <laughs> Got all yeah. of them. <laughs> you get your own little computer museum. So, have you ever stopped playing games? From about '84 to '90, I don't even think I looked at one. Wow. To be honest. And how big? How big? Do you have a you large were- collection <laughs> of arcade games as well? Uh, I think I got my first arcade game in '92. Which one was that? It was a Blasteroids. Oh, oh, awesome! How many? How many games was it? Is was that in a Durham mold? No, it was. It's a regular old uh, Atari. It's like the third Asteroids game. Oh yeah, that's a Atari, not William. Okay, so what? How many games do you have in your collection? Uh, um, <laughs> I don't even know, really, I, I've, I've loaned out a, a lot of them. So uh, I, I would say, all told, probably seventy. That's pretty good. I think like, exactly. a, a lot of them are in uh, like the, I've, got, I've got an Atari Hercules pinball. Awesome. Permanently lives in the Replay Museum over in Tampa, and a, a lot of my games are kind of spread out that way. There's a there's a Hercules at uh, Blainbrook uh, Blainbrook Bowl in Blaine, Minnesota. Blaine. So, so the thing with Brian is, what's the oddest game you have? Because oh. you have a knack for finding these kind of oddball, off the wall games. <laughs> Is kind of my specialty. Um, gosh, probably one of the weirdest ones is uh, I've got an Atari Pool Shark. Oh, Atari. Uh, a Tekken Guzzler, which is kind of like a Pac Man hack kind of thing. Uh, recently, Jonathan helped me get a SNK Lasso um, uh, Exterminator. That's a great one. Love that machine. Cool. Uh, I know a guy that got an Exterminator. Memories. I vividly remember that game coming into tilt in the Lake Square Mall. And it's just, I remember that one. I remember Warrior and I remember Chiller, all from that arcade. Chiller. Well, I didn't hear the name of the first Atari one you said. What was it? Uh, It's Pool Shark. Pool Shark. That's pretty cool. Cool. 
What? So what game? So we asked this question later on, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead, guys, but uh, since we're on Brian and we got him talking, <laughs> loud enough. What what game are you looking for? Like, what's the game that's out there that you're thinking, like, gosh, if I could only find that game, you know, this is the one that would kind of be the one I'm looking for. Jesus. Um, <laughs> looking for Jesus. <laughs> I've not seen that Jesus one. Yeah, game. Was that a Williams or was that a? Uh, that was one of those small <laughs> short games. You remember the? <laughs> oh wait, you know what I'm talking about, All right? That was an Atari Durham old. No. Uh, I think the things I'm really looking for now are I, I, I'm on the historical side of games, so that's that's what I'm really into is the history side. So I'm, I'm always looking for godly prototypes specifically, um, just anything of that nature and oddball stuff. For for whatever reason, I want to find a Pinocchio or a Doradon, just really just bizarre stuff. <laughs> well, it's interesting to pull that stuff apart too, because often if it's a super rare, weird game by a one-off company or or by a company that had trouble bringing games to market, the the hardware inside is just foreign. Uh, it doesn't match anything else. So, um, and then sometimes it does. So I, I imagine that's fun. And and then you can find bags of cocaine in some of them, apparently. What? <laughs> <laughs> Those are definitely from down south. <laughs> I'm really like Screw Loose, I guess, from your earlier question about ones that you built from nothing. That, that was a game I literally did build from, from nothing. We, cool we found parts and information and pinouts and made the, probably the very first harness anybody's ever seen uh, to build that Tim Skelly game up from, from literally nothing. That's cool. What's the, what's the weirdest thing you guys have found inside an arcade game? Well, mine has to be the Astrak. So, like, the, you found an Astrak inside? Inside, inside the thing was the paperwork. Oh, that oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I found an Astrak inside an Astrak. Wait, uh, Mark, didn't you find a game inside a game? No, no, no. no. It was, no. When, when the, the whole thing with the Astrak, when beforehand the guy tells me there is no key to the game, and I'm sorry, fine, but it just so happens like a couple months prior, I ended up buying out a lot in West Palm Beach. They gave me a box of keys, and I gave the task to a friend of mine to oh, start opening, you know, just see if he could fake the lockout, see what's inside the coin bucket. And eventually he got a key that literally went in, turned all the way. It was a key, like a standard key from the factory, and he turned it in, turned it, opened it, and sure enough, the coin meter read 00001, <laughs> and the damn quarter was still inside the coin bucket. Oh, my God. And then to top it off, the paperwork is inside, and when you opened it up, it actually said Tim Stryker, which is the same guy that created the damn game. Right. And that's where we were just with our mouths open. And I think that, you know, everyone's going to have one of those wow moments, but that, that one was mine. So what year was on the quarter? It was uh, 83, I think it was. Yeah, yeah 83. It was like 83. Yeah. Good. So it means the Chuck where did I put all the cookies? It's a sorry, uh, auction logistics happening in real time. <laughs> well, we only have about ten minutes left, so let's. Uh, Mark, why don't you want to uh, fire off uh, one of these other ones here? I do, as I pull up the page, trying to figure out <laughs> what I'm asking. Put your um, name next to a couple. Wait, how about this? I don't think we've got it. Do any of you have any? Do you have any stories about the one that got away? I'll let you know after the auction. 
damn it. <laughs> now that's going to be like everybody else's sad story, but is that, is, that, is that an arcade machine question or is that Yes. Uh, I mean, it I could be a girl, I mean, if it's I, a good I, story. I kind of got one. I mean, it was um it was a dedicated Blades of Steel cap, but it was just like a, a shell, right? It was beat up. Like I love playing Blades of Steel. Um uh, Blade I was like, yeah, I'm sure I can find the stuff, steel. put it together, and bring it back. And then I was like, and it, it went for like nothing, like maybe 10 bucks or something at one of these auctions. Because, again, it really didn't have anything in it. And then I always look back, I'm like, you know, for 20 bucks or whatever, I should have just bought the stupid thing. And then if I got to it, then I'd get to it. And, yes. And I'm like, man, 20 bucks. <laughs> my, my, like, I have my, like, what I'm looking for and got away is actually the same thing. So I love the Atari big marquee games like escape from the planet of the robot monsters skull and crossbones cyberball i just think they're some of the coolest looking cabinets made the big and that big marquee that's on it and all the art that you see from the front of it and there's there's one other dedicated big marquee atari game atari badlands which supposedly they made 50 mm-hmm. dedicated and 10 with the big marquee um mm. and i started looking for one and when i started looking for one about about six months before I started looking, there was a dedicated Atari Badlands big marquee on eBay that nobody bid on. Oh, nobody bid on it. <laughs> and I've tried to contact the guy behind that account for like four years now. <laughs> I, I never get an answer. There's like, restraining Brian, orders issued. <laughs> Brian has done some sleuthing and he thinks he works for a pinball company, but... We haven't we haven't fully stalked the guy yet. <laughs> That's hilarious. What about Brian? Do you have one that got away? Too many. Too many <laughs> years. Um, for me, most of the stories about the ones that got away are the ones that I found and then sold, and I'll never get back. I'll, I'll never get a quantum again for the price that I paid for the first one I got. So stuff like that. What? So what was the price on the first one? Six hundred bucks. I think. Oh. For quantum. And then uh, yeah, I had a warrior. I'll never have a warrior back again for, for what I paid. <laughs> so a lot of them are like that. And then it's, there's some goopy ones that I've had over the years that I really like. But, you know, I, in Florida, we don't have basements. So typically, yeah, a, you know, a typical Florida big arcade is like 10 machines. Because that's what you can stuff in a room. And, and sure. you've got to let something go to let something new come in. So there, there's a lot of fish that got away. Unless you buy a hanger. Uh, (laughs) Unless you have a friend with a hanger. There you go. (laughs) You said family and friends, man. What? I thought we were closer. And actually, when we were going through the warehouse and all these games in here, I like was running. There's like five games that I was that were like friends games that were stored in here. And then I got that when I started getting to like, oh, that's that's your friend's friend's game. I was like, oh, come on, man. Seriously. (laughs) <laughs> my friend's friend's game is being stored here. it turns out it was actually direct friend but that's how I heard it and then there's all yeah. this the perpetual product project that you picked up a decade ago you're still going to finish it right yeah, so, finish it. <laughs> so do any of you have any uh, arcade legends or uh, engineers or high score people that you look up to uh, anyone in the industry that you're like, yeah, I mean, like, I really like Eugene Jarvis, or I like, you know, somebody like that. Is there anybody that stands out? 
for me, that's an easy one. Really. Yeah. Um, uh, Tim Skelly is easily probably one of the one of the so-called legends that was easily the kindest, most open, most giving people that I've ever interacted with in gaming. Yeah. He, um, he's, he actually donated me his uh, development station he used at Millstar Got. Nice. Wow. Yeah, so Tim Skelly and Eugene Jarvis and a bunch of other guys were featured recently at the Science Museum in Minnesota. They have a traveling exhibit that's going on right now, um, and it's called um, Game Changers, and it walks you through uh, the golden age of arcades, and and then, and, uh, and then it takes you through modern, modern gaming and indie gaming and all that sort of thing. It's pretty cool. So they have a, a good sampling of uh, Golden Age and Tim Skelly's featured. So anybody else? I like, um, I, I, like I met, uh, when, when I first met Warren Davis, I thought he was, he's just a super fun guy to kind of hang out and chat with and stuff. And when we had him at the show last year, I, was, I thought it was, it was a trip. You know, he's got some fun stories. I mean, He's just really good at kind of like working around stuff like that. He does, you know, he'll do like magic tricks or whatever. Like I was running around the corner doing something. I look over, he's like sitting there doing like card tricks with my daughter at the show. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, I like I like meeting him and hanging out with him. I thought he was he was a lot of fun. I 100% agree with Chris, and then also Brian Colin, who's a good oh, he's great. now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that that's been one of the cool things about free play is that we've kind of we have these people who are just really great human beings that just become part of the event. Yeah. Uh, they're not, you know, they don't, they don't have, there's no ego. They're right. just, just good human beings that just, you know, that, you know, if I ask them, hey, can you help me out with uh, entertaining this group of people here? They want to know about the, what you did, and blah, blah, blah. And they'll just talk to people and, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I would agree. I would agree with Chris 100%. Uh, Warren Davis and then uh, also Brian Colvin, a big part of our event at this point. Yeah, that's so, really cool. People have a legendary status that will actually get in a, a nighty and perform in a musical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so that Rampage musical, uh, we had Brian Colin, the creator, obviously, of, of Rampage. He he played himself in a dream sequence, and he came out in a, what was your, I don't want to say nighty. What's it like? <laughs> it's like an Ebenezer Scrooge type, like. He came out in a dream sequence garment. in his sleeping garment pajama thing as himself. And uh, spoke to Ralph the Wolf and told, told him how to get with uh, Lizzie, the giant lizard lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Brian Cullen is a hoot. He actually was a guest on the show a couple episodes ago. And he... Uh, Great guy. He fell asleep and, oh, really? and missed the opening of the show. He called me <laughs> midway. He's like, I'm really sorry. I totally forgot. <laughs> we had an awesome moment last year because what we, one of the things we did last year was we, we made these giant, for all our guests, we made these giant posters uh-huh. with their faces on it. And he was the only one who's like, because he draw, drives down over here and he's like, well, I'm taking this home. So he <laughs> did a drive in his, in his pickup truck with this sheet of foam core. And it's a pickup truck. It's not like he pushed in the back of a van or anything right. like that. He's just sitting on the top of the truck. So. Actually, actually, we had uh, Warren Davis who shipped his to him. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, there again, the, those yeah. two guys are swell. Yeah. For, lis- well, for listeners that don't know, Warren Davis is, well, he was inducted into the International Hall of Fame, but he was a uh, video game Hall of Fame in the Tumwa, right? But he also, he was a prominent figure at Gottlieb, right? Yeah. Developer. Hubert's his big, one of the big claims of fame. 
So, uh, what were some of his games for the listeners? Terminator is, is probably the other big one he's known for. But yeah, sure. Kubert's sure. amazing. Yeah. It, yeah, this Kubert one's good. But then he also did, didn't he do the, the capture, the image cap- capturing for like Mortal Kombat yeah. and stuff? He's, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's not really directly credited for Mortal Kombat, I think, but that, that whole image capture process, yeah. it, it was, uh, I think it started with, with uh, Exterminator. And then ultimately, yeah, all that all that capture used in those like NBA Jam and all that. Hmm. Cool. That, that was a, a neat conversation we had a few episodes back about where all the pictures came from an exterminator and their actual rooms and houses and the hands and all that. I mean, that was a that was a really neat story. I just picked one of those up, had it for about uh, three days working with no sound. We uh, tried to fix the sound and managed to blow all the boards. So, <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> One small step forward and about 18 steps back. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, I know. All right, guys. Well, do you have any parting thoughts and, uh, and or plugs for various events besides what's going on we this do, weekend? We do have one last question. We do? We do. We have a, we have a, uh, a chat question for oh, Jonathan. Is it R-U-M-R-F? So, what, do you, what do you tell a woman with a black eye, Jonathan? Oh, no. Oh, is this this is not good. This is dangerous. This is dangerous. <laughs> this is this is not going to end well. You already told her what she needs to know. You don't need to say anything else. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have to say, I have at least uh, five or six like messages here saying, "Do not forget to ask Jonathan what to tell the woman with the black eye." That is an inside joke, not my general opinion or uh, my lifestyle. <laughs> oh. That's a We'll reserve that for the grinder. Jen got a black eye when she was moving one of the games. It was Popeye, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Although I said it would be more appropriate if it was Punch Out that fell on. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and we were at a we were at a Japanese steakhouse, and the chef looked at her. Neil was sitting next to Jen. You know, Neil is like three feet tall, and Jen is like seven feet tall. And they're sitting next to each other, and the chef looks at them like assumes they're a couple, and he's like. He turns to Neil and he says, did you give her that black eye? And Jen, without missing a beat, says, if he did it, he'd have two of them right now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) She beat Neil to the punch. You remember playing Mike Tyson punch out? And then the little Mac has to go and jump up? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, that's awful. Yes, that's a Jen May joke, not a... That's an inside joke with Jen, not a... Of course. <laughs> um, and so much we will honor that, yes. Well, in um, case you don't remember, everybody, uh, this weekend, uh, Vector Initiative and Barbecue. Free barbecue. Free! Oh, right. That's, well, for $5. That's why I'm going. Midland, Florida. Don't miss it. The game list is off the hook, guys. I mean, that really, this really is an amazing auction. And uh, thank you to Jonathan for putting it together because you don't see auctions like this very often with games that actually and everything's like 60 and one and like crap cabinets. Now mm. uh, you might have one or two good ones. You have like one or two cabinets that I'm looking at going, uh, maybe I don't want that cabinet mm. and the rest of it's really some amazing stuff. So thank you for sharing those with everybody and being willing to actually put them up for sale. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely, yes. and then also, um, you know, a lot of. I mean, because he said these are some of these are like duplicates. He does bring a bunch of them out to the show at Free Play Florida, so you can actually go out there and play some of them when you're unable to. 
to make the auction and still want to get some time on some of these games, um, you can look at us at uh, freeplayflorida.com. November 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And, nice. and yeah, and we'll have another extremely rare game at Freeplay Florida, one oh. of three in the world this yep. year. Nice. Nice. Brian Jones, you want to plug your uh, your art site? I'm just uh, I'm just well, kidding. Well, yeah, I'll be plugging this whole game now because I kind of retired from doing game stencils. So uh, if you need my old stencils, you can get them at this whole game. Sweet. And, oh, uh, nice. So yeah, that's that's a that's a different venture for me. <laughs> well, so, you guys are a great a bunch of guys. Games. You clearly don't get along at all. So that sucks. Oh, yes. It's <laughs> just such a... It's got, it's got to be fun to have this, you know, we, we don't have uh, get-togethers as much as we should. Brian Brian had to arrange a swap meet for just a small group of Minnesota guys. Uh, but I, lo- I love the fact you guys are doing this. Tell us how it turns out. And uh, we're, we're really happy that you're doing it. I, I think it's... Cr- and I want to see pictures of the hangar. With the glider, <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking up the glider the other day. I mean, that thing is sweet. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so um, stick around after the after the outro, and um, we'll we'll sign off officially with you guys. Uh, but thanks again for being on the show. As always, uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, we we love doing this show every week, and it's good that you guys are all here. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in again next week. Uh, this has been the Double R's. That's the Arcade Radio. Like us at Facebook.com, Arcade Radio, or check us out in the semi-regularly updated blog at ArcadeRadio.com. That's R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. All right. <laughs> Call and leave comments and questions on the game line like nobody does. 612-548-GAME. That's 4263 for all of you Luddites. And you can text, too, if you like. So you follow us on Twitter for updates on our latest shenanigans. Don't, don't text. Subscribe on our YouTube channel. Don't text. And click the notification bell so you know when we're streaming live. You can also <laughs> subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play Music, etc. Blah, blah, blah. That's going to be it for this show from Arcade Radio Team. We hope you had a great time, and we'll see you in the next episode. This is the part where we dance and our pants off. Right? (laughs) But not me, because of my back. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, the mailbox. (laughs) 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 Trying to get get the scarf you. <laughs> Wait. This is the part where the seventies came in. Now I got my black belt. <laughs>